enter into this Christmas month. So last next three weeks, we are going to do a short sermon series called Christmas, the end, the beginning, and the future. If you have that in the screen, please. Christmas, the end, the beginning, and the future. So this morning, I invite your attention to the new Christmas sermon series that we are going to start. So we are going to talk about Christmas is the end of all things. Can you say all things? At the same time, Christmas is also the beginning of new things. Can you say new things? And Christmas is also the hope for tomorrow. Can you say hope for tomorrow? So as we start this sermon series, Christmas, the end, the beginning, and the future, this morning we are going to wait upon the Lord to hear from Him. So it's going to be a short sermon as I said today. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as Christmas, the end of the world. Can you say it with me? Christmas, the end of the world. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 2, verses 21 and 22. Mark chapter 2. Verses 21 and 22, we are talking about Christmas, the end of the world. Shall we read together? No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth, are you with me? On an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. Verse 22. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into the new wineskin. So we are talking about old cloth and the new cloth. Old wineskin and a new wineskin. And this morning we are saying Christmas is the end of all things. And also Christmas is the beginning of new things. This morning we are asking God for grace for us to know what are those old things that we need to end or it's already ended. Probably we are still carrying it forward. And what are those new things they already began? Probably we don't have any clue of it. We want to begin those new things in our lives. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ ended many old things of the past. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ ended many of the old traditions of Judaism. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ is a season to end many things of our past. Can I hear an amen? Birth of Lord Jesus Christ was a good time so that you know the Judaic tradition ended and the Christianity, the Jesus movement had started. During the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, many of those old stuff, you know, they were started going away and new things started coming into place. And this morning, in the context that we are right now, in the beginning of the season, God is expecting us. What are those old things that we can get away with? And what are those new things that we are willing to bring into our lives? What are those old things? Number one. I would say it was an end of a silent years of the church. It was an end of dark years of the church. Can you say dark years? 
We're talking about the 400 years period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. They are known as intertestamental period. Can you say that with me? Intertestamental period. What is the last book of the Old Testament? Anybody here? I'm talking about Bible. Yeah? Good? Malachi, right? So Malachi is the last book of the Bible. Anybody knows what is the first book of the New Testament? Good. Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure or you want to check? Okay, you're sure. Matthew, right? So Malachi, Matthew, between Malachi and Matthew, there are 400 years. If you open your Bible, do you all see a blank sheet there in between? You never reached up to that, right, yet? Can you hear an amen, if you're honest? You never reached up to Malachi, correct? You're still reading your Bible. Good? Right, so, so we, see a, we see a gap there between Malachi and the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. So this period is known as the intertestamental period. You know what? This period between the prophetic book of Malachi and the appearance of the forerunner of Lord Jesus Christ by name, John the Baptist, there are 400 years. There are 400 years. During these 400 years, God did not speak. Can you hear? And do you know any time that God is not speaking? But God did not speak during that 400 years. People did not hear the word of God during those, those period. No scriptures were written. You know, if today, you and I, if you don't receive, don't hear the word of God, what Bible says? Bible says, you have the words of life. You have the words of eternal life. So today, if you don't hear the word of God, what happens? We? Okay, you are not getting my logic. So what is his word? His word is life. Are you with me? Jesus said, you have, who said? Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. You're not talking about the physical life. You're talking about the spiritual life. Are you with me this morning? Can I hear a louder amen? So Jesus said, Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. And his words are life. Word came from there, from heaven to the world. And lived, walked, and did everything among us. We're talking about the living word. And if you don't hear the word which brings life to us, we are, we are dead. So during that 400 years of so period of time, the church was dead, totally dead. And even today, if you don't hear the word of God, you are dead. That's the reason we need to come to church. You may see that pastor, I hear word of God every day, every day in and out. You know, always my ears are plugged in. I hear God's word. Good if you do that. Hearing worship song alone is not enough. We need to hear the word of God. And we need to hear the word of God that is not just read, that is preached with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to hear the spoken word. We need to read, read the word of God. And if we don't read the word of God, our spiritual life is dead. So during those 400 years, the life of the church was dead. And during that 400 years, six emperors ruled the nations. The Persians, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Syrians, the Maccabeans, and the Romans. Six, six of them, Persians, Greeks, the Egypt, the Syrians, the Maccabeans, and the Romans. And you can imagine the tragic situation of the church during that 400 years. 
But the good news is Christmas brought an end to those old. Can I hear an amen this morning? Christmas brought an end to those old. God started speaking after 400 years. Who heard the voice of God for the first time after 400 years? Anybody here? Who heard the voice of God after 400 years for the first time? Zachariah, amen. Can I give a praise to God for that answer? Zachariah heard the word of God. And who heard that second time? Mary. Mary heard the word of God for the second time. 400 years, no word from God. God did not speak. But now people started hearing the word of God. And now the word himself came down. Amen. The word himself is there in front of us. The word himself. So the angel Gabriel appeared to Zachariah, then to Mary. And who heard the word of God for the third time? <clears throat> who heard? Yeah, yeah, good. Who heard the word of God for the fourth time? Shepherds. Who said that? Shepherds. Yeah, good answer. Shepherds. I'll not go further because I may not know. When, when we are hearing the word of God, God's speaking to us. That brings life to our dead situation. But when people are not hearing the word of God, there is no life. Coming of the Lord Jesus Christ brought an end to the old. Shall we read John chapter 8 verse 12? John chapter 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The world was in desperation for light. That 400 years was full of darkness everywhere. The world was in total desperation for light. And when Jesus came down after that 400 years of dark era, there was light. You know, today we may say that, God, why are you not speaking in my situation? God, why are you not saying anything in my situation? This morning, the good news is Christmas brought an end to those moments, to those darkness. This morning, we may be going through something in our lives. We may be praying to God, asking God, God, I need this, I need that. God, I need an answer. I'm waiting on you, oh God, for years after years, oh God. Why don't I hear from you? This morning, the good news is Christmas. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ brings an end to the dark period, to the dead situation in our lives so that we can start hearing God. Amen? How many of us want to hear God this morning? We all want to hear God. We all want to hear from Him. We all want to hear His voice. We all want to know what God speaks to us at this moment. We all want to know what God wants us to do, not only at the coming of the year, as we move forward into the next year, we want to know from God. Secondly, what ended? <clears throat> There was an end of the earthly kingdom. Can you say earthly kingdom? When Jesus was born, King Herod was authorized to rule under the Roman leadership. So King Herod was the leader of the Roman Empire. And he was having his government under him. So under his government, Judea was in bondage. You remember when Jesus was born? People were waiting for a freedom from the hands of Romans. They thought that Jesus is going to come as a king of the Jews and he's going to deliver them from the hands of the Roman. We are talking about earthly view of the whole scenario. We are talking about the earthly kingdom. 
That's what the, was the expectation that Jesus will come and establish a Jewish kingdom on the face of this earth so that he will bring with his might and power, with his sovereignty, he will bring the Roman government underfoot. That's why when Jesus was born, three wise men came from the east and what they were looking for. Matthew chapter 2 verse 2, can you read with me? Saying, where is, can you read with me, where is he who has been born, who? King of the Jews. For we have seen his stars in the east and have come to worship him. As I said, when Jesus was born, the expectation was, he's going to be the king of the Jews. He's going to be the king of the Jews. <clears throat> but nobody knows. He came to put an end to the human kingdom. He came to put an end to the human kingdom. Just bear with me. Come along with me. I'll explain that in a moment. As Jesus started ministering, he started slowly introducing another kingdom to them. Can you say another kingdom? What was that kingdom called? The kingdom of heaven, heavenly kingdom. So even though they were under the rulership of an earthly kingdom, Jesus wanted to turn their attention and focus from the earthly kingdom towards the heavenly kingdom. So he wanted to put an end to the earthly kingdom. Kingdom continued, Roman kingdom continued. But in the mind of the people of God, he wanted to make sure you don't belong to this earth. You know, today when we fight with sickness, when we fight with the problems in our lives, you know, we think that we belong to this kingdom of this earth, but God wants to remind you often saying that the kingdom of this earth has already come to an end. When I was born, when I came down from heaven, I came down to destroy the sickness. When I died at the cross, I destroyed the sickness. When I died at the cross, I, I removed every curse in your life. He started speaking spiritual things and moving people towards the spiritual kingdom. So birth of Lord Jesus Christ brought an end to the earthly kingdom. Luke chapter 17 verses 20 to 22 20 and 21 can you read with me that clearly talks about it now when he was asked by the pharisees poor guys they never understood what jesus was talking about they're such a fools they knew the whole bible but they never understood what jesus was talking about today you and i can understand that very easily pharisees they were asking when the kingdom of god would come and what Jesus answered, Jesus answered them and said, the kingdom of God is what? Already within you. No, let's go back to the previous scripture. Daniel was so quick. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, what did he say? He answered to them, said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. That simply means you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't visually see the kingdom of God. Next verse. 21. 21 says, nor will they say, see here or see there to see the kingdom of God. Now, if you want to see Canadian kingdom, where do you go? We go to the capital. We go to the capital, right? So we see the kingdom ruling today, but Jesus said the kingdom of God is already here, but you don't see that it's not observation. You can't observe, you cannot see. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. When Jesus came down from, from heaven, when Jesus is among us, with us, the kingdom of God is right there. Today, if you have Jesus in your life, you have the kingdom with you, within you. Are you with me? 
We are living in a kingdom inside of that is inside of us. And who is the king of the kingdom? Gee, are you sure? Who is the kingdom of king of the kingdom? Jesus is the king of that kingdom that is within us. John chapter 18, verse 36. Then Jesus answered, this is what he said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my king's the kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But my, now my kingdom is not from here. It's an eternal kingdom. So Jesus brought an end to the earthly kingdom and the heavenly kingdom started. We are talking about Christmas. We are talking about Christmas, the end of the world, finally. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ ended all these traditional strongholds. Can you say traditional strongholds? Kings were born in palaces, but where Jesus was born? In a manger. Kings used to ride horses and chariots, but what Jesus was riding on? A simple animal. Kings live in palaces, but Jesus said, Son of man has no place even to lay his head. Jesus brought an end to the traditional setup that was there in Judea during that time. In Exodus chapter 21, verse 24, Bible says, can you read with me? This was the tradition, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. They were living in such a cruel traditions. Even people were destroyed. People were killed. If somebody has done something against somebody, their organs were plucked out. People were crucified even when Jesus was crucified at that time. But Jesus brought an end to the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, brought an end to those traditions. And what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. Matthew 5, 28, can you read with me? But I tell you, I tell you what Jesus said, do not resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. Not eye to eye, not, 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 you know, organ to organ. If somebody hurts you, you want to hurt him again. Somebody kills you, you want to kill that person. You know, it's not that. All the traditional things were brought down and Jesus closed everything. Jesus put an end to all those things. Today, Many times, traditionally, we follow Christ. just want to speak to you this morning before we close. We may be traditionally following Jesus Christ. Today, we do what we do just because our parents did that. Today, we go to church, we come to church because Sunday morning, we are supposed to go to church. What is the tradition? Anything that we do without knowing why we do is a tradition. Is that a good definition? Anything that we do without knowing why we do is a tradition. Anything can become a tradition easily. I always question myself, but I can't say to others, to others, why should we sing four songs every Sunday morning? Is it a tradition that we are following? Why don't you start preaching on Sunday morning, nine o'clock? No, 10 o'clock, I start preaching. But I won't do it because I'll be preaching only to the chairs, empty chairs. So we sing four songs so that you can slowly come inside. And then we do offerings, still looking for more people to open the door. And then we do some announcements, thinking that, you know, somebody's parking the car in the parking lot, probably they can get in, and then start the sermon. 
So we fall into the traditional strongholds. Anything that we do in life without knowing why we do, you know, we all have, we all have hands. Yes, thank God. So we all have muscle memories, right? So it's all just built in there without knowing we do. When you play instruments, just without even knowing we play those because it's just a muscle memory. At times our brain is corrupted in that way, just doing things without knowing what we do. Traditions. God wants us to come out of those traditions in our lives. God wants to take things serious. God wants us to know what we do, why we do. We must follow Jesus, but we must not follow traditions. Jesus was very particular. He was asking Pharisees and Sadducees. He was, you know, rebuking them for following the traditions. They bring tithe in everything. Even in a small, small grocery item they purchase, they make sure that one-tenth is given to God. But without knowing why they give, their heart is far away from God. Just only tithing is not going to help. We can't please God in that way. That may be one of the elements you follow, you practice. But our heart is very important. When we come to church, it's not the emotion, but then when we lift up hands, when somebody says lift up your hands, but just don't lift up just what somebody is saying. Just lift up your hands if you want to really thank God and praise God. This morning, God is asking us to end those traditions in our life. Birth of Lord Jesus Christ brought an end to those traditions. Can we all start following Christ just because we love him? Can you all stop following Christ because we don't follow him for material blessings? Can you all start following God because we want to serve him? Shall we all arise this morning?